In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from the Chris, this is not a mirage, it's the true deal. He hasn't been here for two weeks, but I believe he's got all his ghost hunting out of his system now and he's back. None uh, other than the ghost finder himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. There you go. I, I, I will never get ghost something out of my system, Ronald. Mm. I have far more to do yet. But, yeah, I'm sorry I've not been around. I've, I've, it's my son's fault. It's my son Ed's fault. He does all the ghost walks on the tours, and he went away to Spain for nine days, and he left poor old father to do the lot. And I did, oh, my gosh, I've done 11 ghost events in nine days. And I'm tired. So if I fall asleep halfway through it. <laughs> nine ghost it's events in four days? Eleven ghost events in nine days. Oh, my God. That was yeah, the baddest. They, you know, when my book came out last year, I did 32 TV and radio shows wow. in two weeks. Wow. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was very good. That's, 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 that's good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, but, but surely your radio shows only took... A few minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they were like, I, there was one of them, there was two hours, there was another oh, wow. one. Was, oh, yeah, yeah. You see, when we, old men like us, you see, Ron, the trouble is that we, you know, we, we, we could do it years ago, but, you know, we seem to be, I don't know, be doing it more and more now. We should we should be winding down now, not uh, not winding up. <laughs> but uh, come on, it's been. I've had a fantastic time. Um, I've had some amazing groups of people. I've learned more stuff. Or things have happened to us, and uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's been great. I've had a fantastic time. I really have. And a lot's lots been happening in the in the last uh, fortnight, three weeks. Is it? I think I'm not sure. It's, yes, it's two weeks since I was on. I've missed three shows. I think, haven't I? I don't know. I, I, I can't remember what you look time. like, you know, so what can I say? Well, I'll send you another picture. I'll send you there an updated you picture of me. So uh, I do apologize for not being around. It's very remiss of me. Uh, mm. And I'll try to see that it definitely doesn't happen again. Uh, but honestly, I mean, the first week I was on holiday. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> when do I get a holiday? Just coincided. You ever think of that? When does Ron right? get a holiday? When Say does Dan Helsink get a holiday? Well, your life's one big holiday. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> it is on anyway it's been fantastic I've had a good time uh, met some fantastic people um, learned some more because oh, there's, there's hardly a day goes by when I I don't learn a little bit more about things which is which is amazing um, and I've had a serious criticism on Facebook about me not the like, evening goes is that like a catholicism what is a criticism a criticism? Oh my God! What is a criticism? Someone that doesn't agree with what I, someone that thinks that I'm um. Well, I can't. How can I be a fake? When I when I when how can I you be a fake? Yeah, I can't be a fake because I, no. I I'm because because I I don't profess to have any any powers or any abilities whatsoever. Uh, I don't profess to be anybody other than a guy that's trying to learn more about what what this business is all about. And, and due to that, sort of try and try and create argument, discussion, and debate with other people, so we can find more. But no, I've been criticised by uh, a lady on Facebook, um, stating I, I do I do some events. Um, yeah, we know a, that. A, sorry, we know that. So what's wrong I know with you that? Do. No, yeah. I also I I also do uh, some events with with a, a very very credible um, paranormal. Uh, ghost hunting group called Ghost Night Events. Um, yeah. I, in fact, I will I will get them. I will get Leslie, uh, the lady that runs it, on the show one week because she, she oh. although I mean she 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 does this for profit, as 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 I do. This is my profession. You do. You write books. You get paid for them, don't you, Ron? Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. A doctor uh, gets paid for healing people, doesn't he? Yeah. Exactly, same sort of thing. So, you know... So oh, my God, so we, sound is, like, we sound like psychics now trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, rationalize why we get... Psychics get paid, you know? Mediums yeah. get paid. <laughs> yeah, but, but you see, we're not uh, professing to, to be anything or talk to anybody or give anything. We're, ju we're just guys that, that are trying to... Seeking for the, tr for the truth behind what this business is all about and trying to prove more about it, uh, basically. Um, and I think that's what I think is very commendable about so many paranormal groups that have sprung up around the world. Because, hope, you know, as you know only too well, most of the, the, the biggest discoveries on this planet have been made by amateurs. Mm -hmm. And so there's every possibility that one day, one of us, you, me, or, or all the other groups that are out there, might just actually one day prove what it's all about, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Because one day, one day, Ron, it will be proved. Because it's not a case of. I'm not sure if it ever will, Richard. I, I don't. I don't. Why not? agree with you. I don't know. I, mean, I just don't well, think it's going to happen. How many thousands of years did we did we go along believing that the Earth was flat, and then someone proved it wasn't? Right. With modern so, technology. Yeah, we believed it was round, and now we know it's ecliptical, and you know it's changing, and so there's yeah. always the learning. I don't think we'll yeah. have that always proof. How long did we actually believe that the sun revolved around the earth? Yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. I... Yeah, of course. And then what? And I'm sure a lot of the people in the olden days said, well, I don't know whether it'll ever be proved. And all of a sudden, someone like, was it Galileo? Or it doesn't matter who. said, hey, guys, do you know? I'm sorry, the earth isn't the center of the universe and that the, the earth revolves around the sun. Oh my goodness! Mm. Everybody went. See where I'm coming from. So you know, I I question why why won't it be? Who says that we're not supposed to know? I, I would. No, <laughs> what? Love to know. What are we knowing? We're not supposed to know whether there's life after death. 
Who said that? Whether it's heaven, whether it's hell, whether it's where we go, what we do. Uh, I tell you, the only problem I have, you know, if we, you know, if, suppose all right, tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, you, you actually, you, you give me, give us the world. You become a multimillionaire overnight, and you give the world proof positive that there is life after death. Or should I say, you give the world proof positive that there is no death. Because we, that's a word, man-made word. Yeah? In other words, we I know, all our words, man-made, no offense. Yeah, we go on to something else. The problem we've got is, society would collapse. Because all of a sudden, my dear friend, there would be no murder, no suicide, no euthanasia, uh... No ethnic cleansing. In other words, you know, Grandma, we really could do with your house now, <laughs> not not in a couple of years. So we'll put a pillow over your head because actually, actually, we, you know, uh, there is no death, and you are going to go on to something else. And all we're really doing is helping you on to an earlier birth to get you there quicker. Then all of a sudden, people would be killing each other. People would be jumping off tall buildings, and oh dear me! Now society would completely crumble and collapse. So perhaps there is some governing body up there that actually says you guys are not supposed to know because you couldn't handle it. I don't know. Of course you don't. Neither do I. Well, but whatever. It, whatever. Whatever. That's the way to get rid I of it. I mean, then you, go, then, you go, then you go into, uh, you know, good and evil and all that bit. But anyways, speaking of good and evil, um, yes, I did a, I did a uh, fundraising event for the Friends of Wood Island Lighthouse Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, about a month ago, we we went on the island and uh, got left by boat. And some wow. people, yeah, we did a little ghost hunt there. People paid to go. But anyways, and some ghost tours. And anyway, I ran into a fellow countryman of yours, a guy by the name of Lawrence Price. He and he, he's a yeah, he's a tree hugger. What oh, yes, those, yeah, one of those guys that you know deals with nature and heals trees and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, a pagan. I don't know what it is, but anyway. Possibly a pagan. He talks to the trees. Yeah, not we all. That's why they put him away. Yeah, well. <laughs> Go on. Yes? But the interesting thing about this whole thing was that uh, he told me that in the Book of Doomsday, Bishop's Castle was named as the most evil place in England. I've never heard of it. Hmm. Oh, tell me more. Bishop's that's Castle. all I know. I, I, that's why I brought oh, it up. No war. I'm it's, sorry. I will find out for you. Bishop's Castle is the most evil place in Britain. Yep. Well, and according to the books of Doomsday and whatever well, that is. Well, I, I obviously, I mean, I have to say, I've never heard of it. Um, I presume that most haunted have never done it. I'm surprised they've never done it, with it being uh, such an evil place. But um, I'd very much like to find out more, and I promise you that by this time next week, I will have um, a lot more information for you uh, about Bishop's Castle and why it's so evil. Because I'm, cause you know me, I, I'm, I'm not a believer in, in, in terribly evil, demonic things, um, even though I believe there is evil. I don't believe for one minute that Hitler is wandering around picking up daisies. Um, I'm sure he's still as evil as he ever was. Uh, and that would make him an evil spirit, wouldn't it? I presume. But yeah, leave it with me. I shall. Uh, I shall find out more. Because has this guy visited Bishop's Castle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, uh, he's healing some tree there. There's some stupid <laughs> hang, hanging tree or something that they're yes, all. Yes, that's healing. right. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because that's what we used to do. The original idea, of course, in the in the Saxon times, yeah, that all that happened with hangings, which the Saxons introduced over here into into this country, and then of course came over came over to America as well, uh, that you just threw a rope over the bough of a tree, tied the rope round somebody, and then pulled them up onto it. So hanging trees were 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 all over Britain. Um, even even do you know in the 18th century when when um, uh, someone was to be hanged and the local newspaper reported the hanging, which they always did. They didn't refer to them being taken to the gallows. They always referred to them as being taken to the fatal tree. The fatal tree. The fatal tree and launched into eternity. Yeah, they never mentioned the fact you know, that there was a gallows and a trapdoor and all that sort of No, launched into eternity from the fatal tree. So I will see what I can do. But, uh, we found, uh, funnily enough, Carl and I on Most Haunted, we, we found a hanging tree in um, a place called Leith Hall in Scotland, uh, where the, the, the lord of the manor would, would have people hang from the tree. And um, I wasn't agile enough to, but Carl climbed up the tree, and I said to him, look, look, this will be the bow. This will be the, the, the bow where they were hanged from, and there were grooves in the top the of that tree, still there, grooves where the rope had been round the tree, and as the people had been hanged from it, they'd worn away... That the rope had worn away a groove in the top of the bow of the tree. Wow. That well, was you know, something. That's, that's pretty bizarre. Speaking that about bizarre, you, you know about this new segment we have called Beyond Bizarre, don't you? Yes, 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 yes. Well, actually, it's time for another episode, so why don't we uh, take a listen? I can't wait. Did you ever think? The word hearse has taken several linguistic turns from its origins in 51 BC to its use in 16th century England through modern times. In ancient Rome, a farmer would plow his fields and then use a tool known as a herpex to rake the land. Conquering Western Europe, the Romans introduced this agricultural tool to their new subjects, and the tool became commonly called a harrow in the British Isles. When the Normans invaded England, they called the harrow a hearse, H-E-R-S-E. They also began the practice of inverting the hearse as it bore resemblance to their ecclesiastical candle opera. In time, all church candle operas became known as hearses, and they grew in size. The candle operas were a common part of a funeral ceremony, beginning the association of a hearse with a funeral. In time, the hearse itself rested on the coffin lid and eventually rode on the coffin as the funeral procession made its way to the burial grounds. The funeral procession needed to move slowly lest the hearse's candles blow out, and the tradition of a slow-moving funeral procession continues today. By the next century, the entire cart that carried the coffin became known as the hearse, H-E-A-R-S-E. A terrifying fact from Barla Ventura's new book, Beyond Bazaar, available now wherever books are sold. Well, there you go. Hey, I didn't know that. Hey, where, where can I get this book from? Uh, it's, it's it's everywhere, Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, all that's the regular places. Wow, that's a good one. I love those sort of things, and so so does the world. Everyone loves to know these these fascinating uh, fascinating things. So, well, what are we doing? Taking a, a sort of um, a little a piece out of the book every, uh, every week? 
Yeah, she actually has written. This is her second one, and plus she has all kinds of other materials. She uh, she does a little bit out of it, and actually, and uh, well, if the Viking produces them, we we have them every week. Yeah, I love it. That's good. That's really good. Anyway, sir. So anyway, that that was. Go go ahead. Let me tell you about this uh, this um, this criticism I have, for want of a oh, yeah, word, or right, right. Uh, accusation, I think is the word. Uh, I do this um, uh, events with this lady called Leslie Ferrari, uh, who does ghost night events. And I'll be honest with you, she, she's very much like me. Um, they run a group that, that looks for the normal bef- before you consider it to be paranormal. You know, even though she's doing an event that, um, how can I put it, is a profitable event. You know, people are coming for a good night. Um, they only get reality. If nothing happens, nothing happens. Just the same as yourself, Ron. You know, we, nothing's faked, nothing's, nothing's ever, um, there's no, there's no future in it because, because you'd soon be found out for doing these things. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I've actually had one or two events that I've done with them where things have happened, uh, I, I, that's blown my mind. I mean, things have happened with you while I was with you, uh, last year in America. Uh, including at the manse when, when that door started to open. You know, n- nobody, nobody got a piece of wire on the end of that door pulling it or anything else, had they? No, they don't. No, they haven't. No, they no, haven't. No, they don't. Because no, there's, no, there's no future. There's no point. We're, we're, we're into investigations, whether we're, whether we're charging people to come on them or not. We're, we're trying to present the truth behind it. Um, and so is this group. Um, and they are, you know, I'm, I work with them because I believe in them, basically. And uh, so anyway, this lady's criticised them, saying, "Fancy that she cannot believe that they they're wanting to work with with someone like me, who who is a total fake, <laughs> who believes that that um, uh, that doesn't believe in ghosts, and yet is is fleecing people by taking money off them by doing ghost walks and ghost events." Really? Yeah, I think wow. Okay, fair enough. Because of a, there was a, there's a, there's a um, in fact, folks want to go on to it. There's a, a, a clip on YouTube. A uh, three or four minute clip on YouTube where I'm actually giving the talk that I gave to to all of you over there on a few occasions, um, where I actually state that I believe that eight out of ten ghosts can can be explained. Right, as you, as you agree with me, I'm sure, possibly even more. Um, and then go on to actually say, which I've only just started saying, you know, one day we'll prove what it's all about. So actually, actually, ten out of ten ghosts can be explained, but but not yet. Uh, you know, one day we will, there will be some form of explanation, even if we don't find out until we get to the other side or, as to what it's all about. And, and I think you know as, as, as well as most people out there that I, I am a realist but a, and a skeptic that believes a lot of it can, most of it can be explained. Uh, a lot of it isn't a ghost, isn't paranormal, it's the wind blowing the door shut, but I believe in ghosts. But she reckons that I don't believe in ghosts at all. Um, I think that after our incident at uh, Gettysburg, you would probably disagree with that, wouldn't you, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell I tell that story over and over again. I just so love do it. I. It's my favorite, yeah. So do I. By, uh, by the way, I didn't get my handkerchief back there with all that Felix blood on it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, uh, listen. That's one day when I become <laughs> beatified or become a saint. Yeah, uh, just like King. Ch- I don't really you know this, but when King Charles the First was beheaded in 1649, uh, the people that were nearest the scaffold were actually dipping their handkerchiefs in the king's blood. Really? Oh, yeah, and, and even to this day, there are still uh, handkerchiefs, not many, handkerchiefs around. 
stained with, with King Charles I's blood that they actually kept as a, well, because they called him King and Marty, you see, for, for what mm. happened to him. Um, and, yeah, there are still handkerchiefs around. So there is a handkerchief still here, stained your handkerchief with my blood on it. So, there you uh, go. Yeah, we'll auction it off one day, shall we? There you go. Yeah, yeah we cool. should for, cha- for charity if you're right. Van Helsing's uh, handkerchief with uh, Richard Felix blood. That would be something. And ch- I'll tell you what, we'll do that. We'll do it. We'll, um, but we'll do it for a very, very good charity. Well, um, we'll have to. We'll find a good charity and we'll do it. I absolutely have no problem with that. I would the, love that. That would be really now, quite something, wouldn't it? With yeah, a picture I, of you I, and me on it. Sure. Well, if you look at if you look at the blood, don't I look like the Blessed Virgin Mary? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed something, but I don't know about the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, but uh, anyway, sir. So yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't think I'm a fake. Uh, no, you don't. Because I don't think the time. But basically, she's saying I'm, I'm making profit out of doing ghost events, which of course is my profession. Exactly. Um, Seventeen years of you know ghost hunting and, and what have you. Uh, of course, I've got, if I don't make money out of it, I, I can't keep doing it. That's the trouble. Right. And, and you um, know what? If she doesn't have to go to him, that's the thing, you know. Well, that's the whole point. She's actually stated on Facebook that she really does not want to meet me anyway. And I think, well, that's absolutely fine, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just, I, I suppose I'm slightly hurt because I, I, I believe myself to be a genuine sort of person that is trying to find the truth behind it all rather than um, rather than presenting people with the Scooby-Doo side of things all the time, which uh, I, I, I don't think it's... You know, people, you know as well as I do, Ron, people want the scare factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come on ghost events and ghost hunts, uh, ghost walks, they go on the ghost track because they want to be scared. Uh, but, and so fair enough, on, on our ghost walks, that's what we give them. Halfway through, we, we do give them a scare. There you um, go. And they want it, they love it. Uh, they're, they're doing two haunted pubs on the way around, they have a drink, they're out for the night. Uh, three hours, two haunted pubs, candlelit supper at the end of it, and they want something to go home and talk about, and, and we give them a scare, which frightens them. But we don't try and make out that it's a ghost. Right. They know full well that it's a guy in a, in a costume that jumps out and makes them jump. But they love it. So, I don't know. It, it's whatever. Whatever. It's I just it's thought sad. I'd try and put the record straight. Right, now listen, young well, man. Before you, I, before, I, go, before, you go, before you go off on something else, I want yes. to mention one. There's another story about another one of your kings, blood too uh king rufus you ever hear of rufus rufus the red he was killed in the new forest by a uh an archer exactly yes and, and some poor sap uh took his body and shoved it on the back of a cart and dragged it to the nearest town or whatever it was yes. and yes, they say on, on the anniversary of his death you can go uh of course his blood dread all the way down the, the road you, you can see you can see uh, his ghost riding after his blood. Yes, that's, that is that is a well-known um, ghost story in, in in the New Forest. You know, uh, in um, down south in England. Absolutely right. They put him on the back of a car, and he was bleeding profusely. Uh, I would, you know, what I hate to say, I would imagine that he probably wasn't dead. Hence yeah, the fact probably that not. That the amount of blood that was was still actually uh, pouring out from the wound uh, most of the way back through through the forest and then as you said down the road to the to the nearest village or town um, store yeah one of the many is that in your new book that's in my book yeah I thought it might be yeah it's a good story uh, and, and you know the funny part of it is the, you know the, the stories uh, uh, you know, we have three hundred sixty five in it so you yes. know they're kind of shot I would love to put more and more but. 
you know, you have to do volume two. Well, I mean, even the stories that are in it, you would like to expand upon them a little yeah, bit, no. but you, you can't. I mean, there's, there's so many stories. I mean, the, the, for instance, is, uh, I believe his friend, one of his friends that was supposedly with him, hightailed out of the country. They, they caught him, though, and then it, there's something about the pool that it turns blood red, and, and yeah. uh, there's, there's so much more that goes with that story than, than just the thing. Yes, yeah. they actually think there's every possibility that he was actually murdered. That yep. it wasn't an accident, and that that they actually that this friend of his, you know, who accidentally fired the arrow, uh, which mm -hmm. is highly likely. You know how many hunting accidents there have been, right. uh, but but it could well have been a um, you know an assassination of the king rather than uh, rather than an accident. And this guy fled the country. Yeah, awesome story. Awesome story. I've got, funnily enough, I've got a very not, not quite. Yes, when they talk about pools of blood um, in in my hometown, of course, in Derby, where where I obviously run Derby Jail, right. we actually had the last the last hanging, drawing, and quartering to take place in provincial England in 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 front of my jail in 1817. Right. Um, oh yeah, I mean you were, you were, this is all to do with high treason, and uh, you were hanged for three minutes, taken down alive. Uh, intestines pulled out, body divided into quarters, head chopped off, blah, 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 blah. Um, and we still have the block that was used for the, for the execution. Um, a drawing, quartering, and beheading block, which is, to be honest with you, as I refer to so often, um, a butcher's block for human beings. And that block is actually reputed to be haunted. And they say that the blood of those three men, because they weren't, they weren't traitors at all. They were laborers. They were, Farm workers and, and, and framework knitters who were just wanting wanting a better a, a larger loaf of bread for people to feed their families. That's all they wanted, and they say that that block hangs forever damp. In other words, the blood of those three men never dries on that block, and people that people that touch the block say that it it, it still feels wet and sticky when 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 they touch it. Really and. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, for many years, when I ran a heritage centre in Derby, I had that block on display, and I used to use it when we did ghost events. I used to have the block on the floor because it's reputed to be the actual block itself is haunted, as I say, by the blood of those men that appears on it and that sort of stuff. And one night, and this is William, who of course you've had on the show, my son William, uh, who does the ghost DVDs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, William was would have been about six, six years of age, something like that. And we got the block out, put a candle, candles by the side of it, got the room ready for when the ghost walk came out. And purely by accident, William knelt down on the floor and put his hand on the block and jumped off it. Really? He says, it's all wet. It's sticky. I said, don't be so silly. He says, Dad, it is. It's, ooh. He says, it's horrible. It actually feels all wet. Now, I put my hand straight on it. Nothing. Nothing. But he, as a child, sent something on it which I've used for years and years and years. And, and he, he can't, funnily enough, he was only about six, at the time, five or six, he can't remember it. But I was there, I witnessed it, and he jumped, like, took his hand off it as if he'd put his hand in some dog poo or something like that. Really, you know, and, ugh, he said, ugh, it's horrible. Now, that was, that's strange. Very strange. But again, it's all what's going on in the mind of a certain person, isn't it? Absolutely. absolutely. But that was, a, that was a good one. That was a good one. So, oh, you know what, you know, I... You know what? We're coming up into the break, but I, oh, I, meant, to, I meant to tell you we we did get an email uh, about one of our shows, and I, I haven't talked to you for quite a while. But I, I'm going to during the break. I'm going to see if I can dig it up and uh, right, uh, mention it to you because. And then when when we come back after the break, I I want 
I want our public's help. I need I need a scientist or somebody from a university to help me in my All quest. All right, here is the break right now. So you are listening to, to Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. And we'll be right back with the following messages on Tojinet, Carrex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier, and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests to step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com. Happy Halloween! <laughs> And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the Richard Felix and Van Helsing and Montojinet, Parax, Ghost Channel and Beyond. So are you still there, my friend? Of course I'm still there. She was a scary lady, wasn't she? Uh, that she is a guy. Oh, he wasn't! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, Christian, that is none other than Christian Day. Uh, a most amazing character, as I would like to say. Well, so tell me what's going on at this Festival of the Dead. I'm interested. I'd like to come. <laughs> oh, Festival of the Dead is awesome. It's a, a month-long uh, celebration in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. The whole month of October, they do uh, things like the uh, Witch's Ball and the Vampire oh. Ball, the Dumb Supper. Uh, we also do two events of our own called Spectral Evidence. And, oh, really? Yep, Ghost Hunting. And basically another one called Communicating with the Dead. They have, like, seances and other stuff as well. But, uh, yeah, Spectral Evidence uh, is actually named after uh, the evidence that uh, convicted the witches of Salem. Oh, boy. Because oh, well. because uh, basically Spectral Evidence is not real evidence. It's just things, you know, I dreamed that you came to me and uh, since then the cow's going dry and da-da-da-da-da-da, mm, you put a curse yeah. me. So they use that. Uh, and as soon as that was thrown out of as, as evidence, mm. um, that was it. Wow. There were no Sounds more witches. Good. No more witches conviction. Oh, exactly. Mm. Sounds good. I, uh, I'd like to come next year. 
Definitely. <laughs> Actually, we're working on something really huge as far as uh, next September, but I can't say no more because I'm going to get yelled at as it is. Yeah. Already. Next September, did you say? End of September. End of coming all right, so I've got to keep that clear, have I? End of, well, I'm just saying. I'm okay. just saying, if you know what okay. I mean. Okay. <laughs> say no more. All right. I'm Every trying story. to find this this silly thing on this this email we received, and I can't can't oh. can't, can't find it, which is really a shame. But I, I will dig it up and have it ready for next show, anyways. You yeah, do that for next time. Yeah. I will. Yes, it was yeah. it was about you actually. So I, I did want to bring it up. Well, but, no, next time I should wait with bated breath, sir. Right. right. So, so anybody, me, anybody, has a, anybody has a question for us, by the way, they can call in at 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. Or join us live in either the Tojanet or the Pararex chat room. Um, Richard, I'm sorry. You were calling out to the academic community to do what, my friend? To help me. Yeah, basically. Well, uh, I you certainly need help. help. I know that. I, you, everyone knows I need help. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's probably uh, yeah. No, I need I need some help. But I, I tell you where this has come from. To be honest, when, when you had Kieran on, uh, and we were chatting with Kieran the other week, and remember, I, I have a lot of respect for Kieran. I, I I have worked with Kieran on Most Haunted for I don't know two three years something like that. Uh, but and I actually said to him, or said to to, the, to you all on the show that night, that until until we break away from the the scary movie type of thing with ghosts, in other words, the Scooby-Doo side of ghosts, science will not take the whole thing seriously. And and this is this is this is where I'm sort of trying to get start this campaign, for want of a better word, to to try and harness. Because you, I don't know about in America, but in England, there's very very little funding for paranormal research. I don't know about America. Is it the same? Very much so. Yeah. Because, basically, so it's left to us, you know, the amateur, um, to, to research. And again, you see, as we were talking with, with Kieran about this, you know, parapsychologists are, are not looked upon in the greatest of, with, I suppose, with the greatest of respect, to be honest with you, because science does not, because we're, we're all the time, Hollywood... Uh, M.R. James and, and Edgar Allan Poe and all the, the great ghost story writers and, and most TV programs are always trying to present the scare factor. Because, and I understand why, they're, they're obviously after selling lots of books, they're obviously sell, uh, and they're looking for ratings, uh, TV ratings, and also um, obviously um, people going to the cinema and people buying the DVDs or renting the DVDs. And... and the public, all of us, love ghost stories, and we love we love to be scared. Uh, in the same way as we love to be scared when we go to a theme park, um, we 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 pick the scariest rides to go on, the one that and you know makes us end up with our stomach in our mouths and screaming and and because we love it. Uh, but while we're presenting that side, when I say we, I, I don't mean you and me, but, but while. Whoever it is out there <laughs> is presenting the scare side of things, the scare factor. Science won't take it seriously, and science won't help. So when you go to a, a, a scientist, when you go to a, a, a university or, or, or anywhere else, or e even a, a science department in a school, 
And you mention ghosts. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, oh, come on. Ghosts. No such things as ghosts. Um, well, or, you, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. you know what? You know what's weird? I, 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 you, know, you mentioned that, but not more than uh, a week ago, I got a, an email from uh, the local college that requested that I do a lecture there. Oh, me too. Um, so I, I've so done, there you go. Yeah, I, I agree. Yes, I agree with you. The local college. But I bet it wasn't the science department of the local college. No, <laughs> it wasn't, it was, as it turns out. No, it wasn't. No, exactly. <laughs> now, I, now, funnily enough, you see, for the last ugh, three, four years, and remember we've been doing ghost walks and events and tours, and that's right, for the last 17 years, we now get a lot of schools that... Um, that want to come on events, ghost events, come down to jail. Uh, and, and when we come, when I mean, I've had two. Uh, I tell you what I've had this week. I've had, I've, well, I've been away from you. I've been doing events for young offenders in the daytime. They've been bringing young offenders along to Derby Jail. <laughs> a, because they're young offenders. B, because it's a jail. But the first thing I ask them is, right, what do you want? Do you want, do you want the history of the building? Do you want the, do you want the, the crime and punishment? Or do you want the ghosts? And of course, they all want they all want the ghost stories, you see. Um, but I'm doing the same with school. I go, I do quite a lot of talks and lectures now in schools um, when it's um, book week, uh, and I do talks in their libraries uh, on ghosts. And 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 it's starting, Ron. It, this, people are starting to realise the potential uh, that that ghosts and history go together, and we can educate people with that. But it's still not recognised in the science world. Um, and it won't be recognised while there'll always be scary ghost stories and we'll always sit around campfires um, telling ghost stories and then being frightened to death to go you know, to go into the tent and, and zip the tent up because of, of what might be prowling out. And that's great. That's wonderful. That, that's what the world wants. I know that. But, but there's, there's room for real, real paranormal, scientific research into what it's all about. Uh, and I don't know, because I'll tell you what, so let me say, let me tell you this. This, this was part of this, this lady that criticised me. She actually said anybody that was part of a TV programme like Most Haunted can't be taken seriously. <laughs> now then, and that was a re- reference to me. And right. I said, but hang on, love, I went a long time ago. <laughs> but so, and, and you, do you understand where I'm coming from? That's, that's where... Science will not um, will not. Come yeah, but, but you got to realize that you, you did take part in a, in a uh, you an know, entertainment show. An entertainment show. So I mean, yeah, it, it sort of hurts your credibility. <laughs> I understand that so much. It's like you know, believing that the the ghost hunters are scientists, and you know, we know enough. Correct. You know, we know they're yeah. plumbers. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's but, the entertainment factor, but uh, and that, yes, it is entertainment. But I have to say, with 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 Jason uh, and Grant, of course, that, that at least they do try and present. Um, uh, they do try and they do tick the normal boxes first, and, and you know, being plumbers and what have you, at least they can say, no, listen, that tapping is it's it's the central heating cooling down, guys. Right, we're right, we're right. heating engineers, and we. Oh are, yeah, I, I mean that's that's about anybody. You don't. You know, you don't need to be a scientist. A plumber. To, no, you don't. To, for, as far as your experiences, but yeah. as far as understanding the uh, the science behind it, it's a different story. Yeah, exactly. It, it is indeed. And that's why I've started saying 10 out of 10 ghosts can be explained. 
There will be. One day there will. There, will. there, there is an explanation for everything that's happening in, on this earth, uh, in the universe, and, and beyond the universe, and whatever's beyond the beyond, um, and what's beyond infinity. There, there, will, there is an explanation for everything. Um, and I'm not saying we're going to try and find that out, but we don't even seem to really understand what's going on in our own minds, Ron, or what's going on in our, in our own buildings, our own homes, the energy. And, and the guy that, that I blew my mind more than anything, of course, was, was the guy who died recently. Um, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Um, that was t- Hans, Hans Holter? About, sorry? Hans Holter? No, no, the English guy that we had on the show um, from, de- from South Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy with the ley lines. The ley line guy and the energy lines and all of that. You know, yeah, he spoke more, more, more truth, if you like, about things than, than anybody I've heard for a long, long time. And I just regret so much that I didn't get to talk to him and, and, and interview him about it. But as I say, while we're dealing with Scooby-Doo and scare factors and, and all of the terrors that ghosts are supposed to bring to us and scare us to death in the middle of the night, um, science won't, won't, won't recognize it. And what I want someone to help me with is this business of, of that I believe that, that an awful lot of what we call ghosts is nothing more than a recording held in the fabric of the building, uh, in the water, um, in the in the bricks, in the stone, you've you've heard me so often, um, and and you know, um, I for years it was called the stone tape theory because of a TV program um, done in the seventies in England uh, called the stone tape, stone tapes or stone tape. Um, Steve Parsons has taken it quite a few stages farther uh, with with the water tape theory, which we must get him back on to talk about in the near future. But I've now taken it to stage five because all of these things, water, humans, the human body, the human computer, which is our brain, our hard drive, uh, bricks, stone, clay, all contain silica, quartz, quartz crystal, crystals oscillating, piezoelectricity, quartz watches, energies, pluses and minuses, negatives and positives, all to do with silica which makes up nearly all of the Earth's crust. And, and I just need someone to help me with it because I'm not a scientist. I, I unfortunately left, left school at the age of 15 hating science, loathing physics beyond, beyond all belief. Uh, and now I'm, I'm trying to un- understand things like, as I say, piezoelectricity, quantum physics, the holographic universe and, and beyond and what's going on. And, and it's very difficult for me but you go to a uni, and we have a perfectly fantastic university in Derby, uh, Derby University. And I've been in touch with the science department. And, oh, yes, we must sit down and have a cup of tea and talk about it. We'll ring you back. <laughs> I say it, they've never rung me back. Oh, it's that idiot from Most Haunted. <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. yeah uh, it, it, I understand, I understand. I need somebody... I need someone to... i tell you what, let me tell you this one quickly. Um, two years ago, I did a, a talk, my talk, you've heard it again, what is a ghost and all the realities that I think are, are ghosts are, in Cardiff, which is the county, the, 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 the um, capital city of, of, of Wales. And there was a guy there, a very credible guy, dressed in a suit, youngest gentleman with his wife and daughter at the event. And he came and they were, they were buying books and DVDs after him. And he was in the queue to talk to me and... Uh, I thought, wow, this guy's, you know, 
very credible looking guy and he, he, he said, I'm really pleased to meet you, Richard. He said, I want to shake your hand. He said, let me tell you something. He said, the day that you left Most Haunted was the day that the science department of Cardiff University stopped watching the program. And I thought, <laughs> oh my God. You Look see? What and he says, he says, let me tell you something, Richard. He says, I've watched you, you know, I've watched your career for a blah, blah, blah. He, and he's a scientist. He was in the science department of Cardiff. And he said, there are guys in my department that would love to sit down with you round a table and discuss your, your theories. Oh, I thought, yeah, this is tremendous. Right. He gave me his email address. Get in touch with me. We'll talk. And I thought, oh, now, it's the biggest compliment I've had in my life, I'll be honest with you. And I went home, and, and then I thought, well, hang on a minute. That's very nice of Cardiff University, but what about my own hometown, Derby? Why, why don't I contact my university? Because Derby has been branded as the most haunted city in Great Britain, so surely they should help. Well, as I say, I rang them up. We must come and have a cup of tea. We must sit down. And they never got back to me. And in the meantime, guess what? I lost his email address. Ouch. And I've run up, I've run Cardiff University and said there's a gentleman there. I can't even remember what sort of scientist he was. But he's, he wanted to help. And, and I've rung them up, and of course nobody knows who he is, and I can't remember. And, it, it, and, and you know, my life's crumbling because I can't find anybody to help me. Oh, <laughs> I need, I need it, Ronald, I need help. I want to know if, if there's enough magnetism in a brick or should I say in a brick wall, that can help to, cause, to help to cause a recording. I want to know if it is really true that the human body emits two kilowatts of electricity in a 24-hour period, and we have this energy source that we can call on in time of crisis, which means that, that our recording of just before our death can be recorded into the fabric of a building, and some people that happen to be on the right frequency see it again. And we call it a ghost, because we don't understand it. But, we know, so if there's someone out there <laughs> that knows someone out there that is, is a member of uh, any form of science department, or just into science, and I mean, you, you are a bit, a bit, aren't you? You're a scientist. Well, yeah, yeah I have a science degree, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, um, you know, I worked on the... Did you know, I, I, met, I bet you tell you that, did you know I worked for the... Uh, on the uh, space program with the lunar excursion module. No. Yeah, I did. My young days, my very young days. You know, it's a, I had almost forgotten yeah. about that until the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, because I, wow. I came across my, my government clearance and all that stuff that I w had yeah. to get, and, you know, so it was, it was pretty weird. Oh, that was quite something, that was. Yeah, it was well cool. Done, yeah. It was, well done, it was yeah. very interesting. Again, my, junk, yeah. my junk is up in the moon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, so, so you know, we did, I just need someone that can sort of come along with me. I mean, for instance, you know, how do we, I mean, I, I've, I believe that, that, you know, bricks are made of silica, because clay is made of silica. Half the Earth's crust is made of silicon. The other half the Earth's crust is made of, of oxygen. One is positive, one is negative. When they come together, they create silicon dioxide, silica, uh, Quartz crystal is made is pure silica. Next time you look in a um, uh, at a piece of granite, a piece of sandstone, look at the thousands or millions of tiny little silica quartz crystals that are that are shining in the sunshine in in that piece of stone. Um, and I believe it is capable of holding 
a recording. Now, the, the, this is the really? really... Yes, the big one. This is the big bit, Rob. We are talking... If I'm, if, if I'm right, and there, we one day find a way... Because at the moment, the only way that we are seeing this glimpse in the past, this ghost, for want of a better word, is okay. for whatever reason that someone happens to be... En- uh, what's the word? Enough energy is emanating from them that causes the recording to switch right, itself on. Right, you, you need energy. Energy. So, in other words, not only do you need energy to make the recording, but you also need energy to see it again or hear it again. So, that means you, the energy source, are in the right frame of mind, enough energy emanating from you at that moment to, to press the on button, to press the replay button in the building for you to see. You see a quick glimpse of it, and it's gone. But you've seen it. it, you know, it you've actually seen a replay of what happens. But, but we're, well, at the moment, Ron, what we can't do is walk into a building and have a special switch that we click, which is the replay button for that building, to, to, to replay. The tr- but we rem- remember, we're only talking of traumatic events. We're not talking of everything. We, our conversation won't, won't be recorded in either your building or my building because it's not, there's, not, there's not that much energy coming from us at the moment. But as you're dying, we're talking of a very different kettle of fish. We're talking of, of, of immense energy being emanated, being produced by you, adrenaline rush, um, energy, harnessing the two kilowatts all in those few seconds to keep you alive, which is recorded in the fabric. But you do realize the implication of what I'm saying. We are talking of medieval CCTV. We could prove what we could. We could actually, if we found a way of unleashing from those buildings the recordings that people occasionally see, we could actually find out who murdered the two princes in the Tower of London. The building is made of sandstone. Oh, that's a that's a good story too. Yeah, I, have you got that story in your book? No, I don't. I don't. I, that's oh, a good story. Though. We could it, put them all. See, all, all our all our stories associated to the particular date. Yeah, so I you only have one story, so if you had two things that happened on that same date, well, you know, chances you are only one. one of them is going to make it. So. <laughs> yeah, but do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jesus. when you think about it, though, if, if, if your theory is right, then, you know, there's so much, especially in your early days, maybe that's why we see a lot of older ghosts, is that, Thank you. Uh, you know, all the granite and so forth was used in uh, uh, buildings at that time, yeah. let, uh, especially... Let me... The ones where there was a lot of tragedy, tragedy yeah. and a lot of... Yes, exactly. Let me yeah. give you almost proof of it. And, and this is, funnily enough, a, a program that, that you, we did. When I, when I went down to the... We did that show uh, from the, uh, the Jacobean house in Derby, and that lady from Atlanta said there was a Cromwellian soldier standing at the back of me mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago. It's, it's the second most haunted building in Derby... And it's the oldest brick-built building in Derby. It was built in 1611. And it's the second most haunted building. Oh, my God. Right, now, listen to this, guys. When I was with Most Haunted and we came to California, we did six programs in California. One of them was at the Whaley House right. in San Diego, Old Town. Yeah, I believe we touched on this before. And, and yeah, we it's played the, the oldest. old 60 and stuff. And yeah, 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 it's the yeah. oldest. It's the most haunted house in California. Yeah. But it's also the oldest brick-built building in California. Yeah. See where I'm coming from, don't you? Right. It's a brick... But, I mean, would a... you think of, think about it, though? I mean, if you had, for instance, you know, Hadrian's Wall, yeah. which was 
you know, think of all the things that could be possibly recorded in that if if your theory is correct. If if my theory if my theory is correct, I'm not saying it is. I'm just trying to present a, a credible idea as to what some of it may be. Uh, but could you imagine all of the the invasions, the the the, um, the Scarlet Picts, as they were called, inv- attacking the Romans? You, do you realize how interesting a history lesson could be? Yeah, if we could see if we could show them a, a recording of the actual event that took place, because a hundred years ago, who would have ever thought that we could have recorded the men on the moon right. landing on the moon, right, on a piece of acetate, which is silica, uh, sticky that you sprinkle iron oxide particles on it, and and you can record onto it. It was a tape. It was a videotape. But you know. Think about it too. Would you? There's that battle that was fought in the sky in in yeah, as well. Wrong, right? But do you realize? You're so what, what, right. were, what were the conditions that caused that to happen? That battle exactly. that was replayed in the sky. Yeah, exactly. And it was an electric storm because you wouldn't believe the number of battles that were recorded. Sorry, the number of battles that were fought in thunderstorms, electric storms. But again. For some reason, so we're talking water, we're talking rain, torrential rain, electricity, and, and somehow, for some reason, people see the battle refought in the sky. But they don't only see dead people, Ron. They saw people that were that survived the battle. Exactly. A recording. So, so of that the battle. is a re- that is a recording. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and so many battles um, were actually fought in a, in a. Th- the, the Battle of Waterloo, uh, the Battle of Culloden, the Battle of... Oh, lots of battles um, mm-hmm. were fought in, in, in thunderstorms and torrential rain. And again, it's you know, all to do with this. I, I think the common denominator of all of it is, is actually, obviously, energy. That's one of the things. Without the energy, there's nothing. Uh, but the other one isn't so much magnetism, isn't so much iron oxide. It's silica. Okay. Because that's in water, that's in us. 85% of our brain is made up of, of, of water. All right, this and is we, something we, defi- we definitely have to look into more. But right now, unfortunately, we have to take a break because we have to listen to our good friend, parapsychologist, Dr. Karen, talking, giving us hints on how to investigate goats. Okay. So, here you go. Hello, I'm Dr. Kieran O'Keefe. I'm here to talk to you about ghost tech, all of those high-tech gadgets that you use to measure the environment in a haunted location. When you get your first environmental piece of kit, what I suggest you do is read the manual. It sounds obvious, but a lot of people don't do it. And then, before you go into a haunted location with that particular piece of kit, I suggest you actually just walk around your own home. If it's an EMF meter, get used to the different EMF fields around you. If it's temperature, then get used to using it in different rooms. If it's... uh, For example, a spectrum analyzer and you're listening for sound, get used to the sounds around you. Whatever you do, whatever the piece of kit, get used to using the piece of kit in your own home. It's almost like you're doing a baseline test before you go out to a haunted location. So essentially, you're doing a baseline test in your own home before you go out to a haunted location. Also, in a way, you're practicing with that piece of kit so that when you do go to a haunted location where it really matters, the measurements that you're getting, you know that you've got a genuine anomaly because you've got used to it in your own home. 
There you go. In your own well, home. Well, there we go. So, I, I, you know, uh, we're going to be having those every so often now. Karen's giving yeah. us little tips on it. But that, it does make sense. you got to get used to a piece of equipment. You just take it. You can't just take it and go running out with it. You, you, you've got to, it's, it's like any bit of equipment. You, you're absolutely correct. You've got to understand it. You've got to understand how it works. You've got to understand um, everything about it before you do it, rather than when you go to a, rather than when you actually go into a haunted location. Um, absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, it's sound advice. And again, the, I think the first bit of advice is the best of all. You know, read the instruction manual beforehand. Yeah, you know what's how us guys are. You know, we don't really read instruction manuals. But no, I know that. That's, that's, yeah, so that's very, very that's, true, actually. But, but that's, uh, great stuff, yeah, absolutely. And we actually, we have, I know we're running out of time, but we also have uh, a question from uh, Karen in the uh, chat room, the Power X chat room, and she says, if they fought in storms with all that armor and swords and things, uh, wouldn't there have been a lot of people got struck by lightning? That's a, that's a very good point, isn't it, Rob? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if they weren't struck by swords and battle axes and maces, then there's every possibility that they could well have, have actually been struck by, struck by lightning, yeah? Yeah, highly likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, it, was it not an American who invented the lightning conductor? Lightning Rod, Benjamin Franklin, I think, or Thomas Edison, one or the other? It was Benjamin Franklin, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's what some of these soldiers were, weren't they? Lightning conductors. Absolutely. Yeah, too right. I, um, I do have one other thing I want to mention, too, and, that, and that's because um, a week from Wednesday, not tomorrow, but the, uh, well, tomorrow we'll be broadcasting live uh, from the Witch's Cottage in Salem at the Griffin Theater. Uh, right. So drop by and say hello, and I guess they're going to run a special show afterwards. And then next Wednesday I'll be broadcasting live uh, from... The Victorian, the haunted Victorian in Gardner, Mass. Now, this is this is a house that looks just like the Adams family house. Uh, <laughs> if, if you go go on the go on the web and, and uh, Google haunted Victorian uh, in Gardner, Mass, and you will see it. And you can come on down. And they're going to give. Uh, there also be tours there as well. Uh, I think it's uh, they're ten dollars, and all the money goes to the. Uh, preservation of the Victorian, but you can come, if you don't have to go on a tour, you can come drop by and say hello and, and be part of the show, anyways. So, anyways, Fantastic. what's happening with you, Richard? Excellent. Well, I've got uh, an awful lot coming up for for uh, uh, Halloween, uh, and I'm starting to do a series. I think I mentioned it before. Of uh, it's called Spirits Behind the Bar Tour, where I actually go to haunted pubs, the most haunted pubs in in Derbyshire, do a, a talk, lecture, ghost stories around the fire. And a bit of paranormal investigation and, and uh, paranormal demonstrations as well uh, with my team. Uh, they're all on, uh, gosh, you can get those on derbyjail.com. I've just been invited back to Kinnity Castle for, uh, in Ireland for uh, Halloween. Oh, I'm good. thrilled to bits. Thrilled to bits. My favourite place, that is. Uh, me and Derek Acora did a fantastic show there for Most Haunted. Things really happened to us, and for about the third or fourth year, they've just invited me back again. Um, and I'm there on the 30, the 29th and the 30th of, um, of October, just before, and then I literally fly back to Derby to do a, a big ghost event on, well, on the night of Halloween as well. Um, you know what? We run out of time, so we've we got to wrap it up. If anybody wants to let me know any more, if they've got any scientists, then Richard at FelixFilms.net, get in touch with me. Help right, me, somebody. So- Till next week, we'll see you. Good night and God bless. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
bullies to ghosties, long to be beasties, and things that go bumpy.